podcast contains spoilers for My Lady Jane by Cynthia Hand, Brody Ashton, and Jody Meadows. Proceed with caution. Hi, I'm Kales. And I'm Allison. And this is YBYA. Hi guys, welcome to YBYA. Uh, this week we are talking about our joint reading book club book, which we haven't come up with a fancy title of what we're calling our monthly book club reading book yet. <laughs> I think of it as buddy reads, but that's like a thing. That's already a thing. That is a thing. That's already a thing. But that's we'll okay. We'll come up with a fun name for we, it. We'll get there. It's fine. Um, so this is our buddy reads for the month of January, which um, if you listened to our last episode, you uh, heard that we are doing a TBR takeover, yes. which is where Allison and I have made a list of 10 books each that the other one has to read, and that's all we are allowed to read for the month. Yes, it's we are. Rough. Yeah, it's rough. We're <laughs> working fine. through it. Um, we're allowed to DNF one book, yes. and we're allowed to ask for a switch out. Like if um, I read Six of Crows and I want to read Crooked Kingdom, then she can trade that out for another book that's within the series. Um, I don't even know if I gave you any series starters. I did yes, Stravaganza did. and Midnighters, I think. Yeah. And um, not a drop to drink. Oh, yep, yeah, that's right. It's a duology. So, but you're not going to be asking for a handful of dust anytime soon. No. Yeah. Um, but so we're going to do a review of that uh, next episode, how it went, what we thought. What we learned. And try not to kill each other. Each other. <laughs> <laughs> we're still friends after this. It's something um, that was difficult, but also something I would think we would both really like to do again. Oh my gosh, I would love to do it again. Just because it's it's kind of freeing, not having to pick your own book. No, it's true, and it's really interesting because I do get to, I feel like that I do get to expand, you know what I mean? I've never read a book that's in verse before. I'm so turned off by it. I read poetry, but not books in verse, and you made me read one, and that's really cool. Yeah. I may have to starve off fantasy for a very long time, <laughs> um, but that's okay. It's even funny, I was talking to Seth about it, and I was like, babe, I have to establish a new world each time. I don't get a break. It's like I have to create this whole new big thing in my head. And it's like, wait, what? Wait, what's the magic system? Oh, no, wait, that was in the last book. I don't know how you keep track of it all. I actually admire you a lot for that. You know what's so funny is I had to make, phys- I had to make an effort to not include more fantasy books. I am so proud like, of you. I was like, okay, I've given her like five fantasy books. What else can I do? Or like, oh, this one's not quite as epic. It's not so sweeping. We don't have to build an entire world. world. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, yeah. So we'll get more into that in our next episode, so join us for that. Um, While you're at it and looking up our episodes, go ahead and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. That would be really, really helpful if you like what we do and want us to keep doing it. Um, We'd love to see what you think. That'd be cool. Yeah, give us a comment, shout out, something. Yeah, we'd love for more people to see the podcast, and that's how that happens. Exactly. So yeah, but let's talk about today, which the book that we're talking about today is our buddy read book for the month of January, My Lady Jane, yes. by, do you remember the authors? Wait, she's going to have to cheat. Wait. No, she's going <laughs> to cheat. She's going to cheat. No, I don't have it up here. Kale's can do it. Kale's can do it. Okay, Kale's go. Ah, Cynthia Hand, Jody Meadows, and Brody Ashton. I'm very proud of you. I know, thank you. <laughs> Three authors is a lot to remember. Dun, dun, dun. Brush off that shoulder, flip that hair. <laughs> so, uh, I... Would love to hear what your thoughts are. What What do you want to What do you want to start talking about, my lady, my lady Jane? Because this was also one book that we agreed on together that we were both kind of interested in. You yeah, know, that we, was why we picked it. Yeah, we picked this book together because we both thought we would like it. And let's just start with this. What was your star rating for this book on Goodreads? Three out of five. Okay, so Kayla's star rating was three out of five. My star rating was five stars. Yeah, but I also want to say 
that you switched your star rating from four to three. Because it's a 3.5. In, like, true honesty, it's a 3.5 for me. Yeah. And then I started thinking about other four-star books that I liked, and I was like, actually, I like these other four-star books better. So I put it in a three-star category. Um, I still wish Goodreads had half-stars. I don't know why that would satisfy me so much, or if it was a rating out of ten. I don't know. But, um... Yeah. Something. Okay. Why'd you give it a five out of five stars? Okay. So, first of all, and if you listen to our, the episode about our, our rating systems, you will... Yeah, this. this would also really help, is if you <laughs> if you go back and you listen to the rating system, because, like, 3.5 out of five stars for me is not terrible. Like, I liked that book. It was good. And, yeah. you know, often... Five out of five stars books are rarer for me than they are for Allison. Yeah. And I... I rate books in the moment that I finish them with my gut, with what I'm feeling, like, and I don't, I don't judge books a lot by mechanics. See, and I do. I really judge them on how I feel and how entertained I was, and so this book was five-star entertainment for me. Yeah. It was funny as hell. It was hilarious. The characters are funny, and the narrators, when they break the fourth wall, are so funny. Yes. And... The, I think one of my favorite parts about this book was, um, so, okay, the book is a historical reimagining <laughs> with a little fantasy where, of, it's, it's of Lady Jane, Lady Jane Lane Grey, who was only Queen of England for nine days in between, um, King Edward, who was a young son of Henry VIII, who died very young at a very young age, and then was killed off in a coup for Bloody Mary, who was King, uh, Edward's sister, who did not inherit the throne legally. She took it over, and she was known as Bloody Mary because of that, so she chopped off Jane's head. So that's, that's, that's the, the history That's the actual of it. history. And so this story, um, the premise of the story, or what the narrators say, claim they're trying to do is take this really tragic story of Jane Grey and give it a different ending. So the first half of the book is, besides the fact that they're animal shifters... They're, like, basically animorphs. Yeah, they're, like, animorphs. Besides the fact that there's, like, that part of fantasy where some people have the magic to turn into animals... Um, Which I think is actually symbolism for the religious disputes of Catholics versus Protestants at the time, because that was a huge issue. In the history of England. Oh, I like that's very interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way. Oh, you had it? I picked up on that right away. That that to me was like, and so it wasn't exactly the same because like no, Henry did not come out being like, oh, I'm secretly Protestant or whatever. You know, it it's not like that. But that to me, that prejudice is where that was coming from. And you know, the Catholics and the Protestants and how they fought and the little armies they would have in the villages and kicking people out and how they burned down churches and that type of thing. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so basically, so the first half of the book was basically historically accurate. Yeah. Besides that fantasy part. Yeah. And then the second half of the book, which I really loved is, so in part two, part one, they said, um, where we revise history. Yep. And then part two, they said where we throw history out the window. <laughs> yes. And I loved that because part two starts the day Jane should have died historically yes. and she escaped. Yes. I just really thought it was a really awesome historical reimagining. I think historical reimaginings are super cool. I think they're awesome. I also didn't know the story of Jane Grey. I actually learned something about history, even though, like, I can, I know which parts of this are bull. Like, it's I true. <laughs> but, like, I thought that was really cool. Now, I, for me, I actually struggled with that part of it because I almost would have preferred this book if it had nothing to do with actual history. Like, if we just had made up a kingdom and this is what was happening and... I feel like the same entertainment could have been there. I feel like the same type of author commentary could have been in there. I didn't quite understand why it needed to be Lady Jane Grey. It, it, that was one of the reasons I docked it, because I was just like, 
I don't understand why this is happening. Like, to a degree, when I read, like, Wolf by Wolf, which is another historical reimagining of, you know, when the Nazis won the war and what the 50s would actually look like, that I, like, could understand why. And that's, like, a a popular reimagining of it with a little bit of fantasy in it. I don't know. That, to me, was just... I understood it better. Whereas this one, I was like, why is this Lady Jane Grey? This so could have been some other made-up realm where people turned into animals and... I just didn't quite understand the necessity of it being a uh, alternate history. But I like that it's my from my perspective, I like that it's alternate history and it's focusing on a time frame and a subject that's not often explored. And maybe just because I know it. Maybe that's the other I don't know, but I know World War II too. So I don't know I don't know why I had such an issue with it, but I remember reading it and being like, I don't understand the point of it being set in this time period yeah, and with these characters. Because I would almost say, like, World War II, there are so many damn World War II reimaginings and retellings. There are so many of them. Oh my gosh, that's a whole, that's a whole book battles category. So it was, like, refreshing for me that yeah. it was a story that I didn't know. Again, I agree with you. I think it was absolutely hilarious. I thought the humor in it was fantastic. I, I loved the sarcasm. I loved also just, like, such staccato sentences of, so... She was queen. That happened. Yeah. You know, like, those moments of pure modern speech in the thoughts of the characters. It didn't necessarily come out in their speaking to each other. They mm-hmm. were sometimes actually very eloquent and Edwardian, not Edwardian, Victorian, in that time period um, when they spoke to each other. But in their thoughts and, you know, it was almost like you could hear the narrator's voice as they were telling that story. Um, I thought the animals part was interesting. Um, I thought who turned into what was interesting. I kind of wanted one person to not turn into an animal. Because <laughs> by the end, everybody had an animal. And I was just kind of like, oh man. I kind of wanted, have you ever seen Avatar The Last Airbender? Yeah. Okay, I wanted a Sokka, right? Oh yeah. Who like is not the bender. I, wish, I, think, I think Edward would have been a good Sokka. That's how I would have felt too. Yeah. But then he, you know, it was just, also it was kind of like the duas mahina of the whole series was like, I can't get out of this situation. Animal. And yeah. I, I, that was hard for me, just like plot device wise. I was like, oh, okay, fine. Um, I agree. I love Gifford. Can I, I want a Gifford. Call him G. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just wanted Gifford. Oh my gosh, he was so cute. And then at the end, they totally consummated. (laughs) So that's another thing that I absolutely... Okay, here, first of all, I agree that somebody should not have been an animal. Right, I think so too. I was like, literally everybody was an animal. Even Queen Mary at the end was an animal. Like, yeah. Why? Right. And I do I do like the fact that all the people who were, like, all the Verity or whatever who were anti- Yeah. The shifters ended up being, like, shifters. Yeah. Something that bothered me a little bit was whenever Jane finds her ferret form or whatever, that the whole thing where, like, she and Gifford, like, have exact opposite, like, quote-unquote curse schedules for a while, I was like, this is so annoying. It was the one plot device, it's the same plot device where, like, it makes it so you can't talk to each other and have a real conversation and figure it out. And I get that that's sometimes necessary, but it drives me crazy in all books that it happens in. And mm-hmm. so that's one thing that I was like, oh my God, if you could just stop for a minute and not only have two minutes together a day, that would be great. I struggled with 
one of the other things that I struggled with in that same idea of plot devices and stuff is that I, it sounds terrible, but I could have totally been satisfied if the book ended when they all escaped. I didn't need the reclamation of the kingdom. I know that sounds dumb, but, but then you wouldn't have gotten to the Bloody Mary being queen for a second and then Queen Elizabeth the first. I, well, I mean, I liked that part, but I saw it coming. And so it was just like, I, I, I didn't need, I don't know. I felt so much more relief and satisfaction when they like all joined up again. It was like, yes, we escaped the kingdom and we're all alive. Done. Like I totally would have been okay with that because like the plot devices of them. Oh, now we got to learn how to control our powers. Cause we're all suddenly able to turn into animals, even though we couldn't do this beforehand. And G was like the, in this curse. And oh my God, love breaks the curse. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> I sorry. Loved it. I don't care. I'm no. Oh, <laughs> Love, true love's first kiss. I can't stand That's not the what trope. Happened. I know, but that is what happened. No, it's not. It's because no, stop. It's because okay. The explanation for the the quote unquote curse breaking is that they had to have the desire to stay human in their like their their heart's desire needed to be that they needed to wanted to stay in a certain form, and the only way the thing that made them. Want to feel? stay was yeah, love. I know, I know, but it wasn't love's first kiss. Don't get me with that. It's still love. It's still the stupid, like, oh, love was all, conquers all thing, which is not bad. It's a good lesson. It's just annoying and trophy. I don't know. It made me feel all the feels. Because, like, the idea that you're... Because the idea that you are changing for selfish reasons because you're trying to... For Gifford, it was he was trying to escape his life, he didn't like his family, he didn't like the way he had been treated his whole life. Um, I don't really know what Jane's motivation for being the ferret all the time was. I don't know. That one was a little confusing. But I did like that it was my desire to be with you is strong enough that I want to stay human mm -hmm. in order to interact with you longer. <laughs> Can we talk about the Scottish girl, too? <laughs> 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 Little Scottish fox. What was her name? Grace. Grace. Gracie. Also, why did we go to France? Yeah, what that was, was the, weird. What was the shit with France and Mary, Queen of Scots? We're not going to get a sequel. Why was there all that? Literally, we could have skipped the entire trip to France. Because they also didn't fight anybody. I know that's, like, it was happening yeah. in the background, but we never came up with the fight of any, like, nobody fought anybody. It was a total escape plan. Like, we, t we could have done without France. I agree. You the book was almost 500 pages long, and I could have cut out at least 100 pages you of You could have cut friends. Yeah. And the bear. And the bear! You were... I texted you about... Or I, I put a Goodreads at, uh, a status up, and I was like, why are we going to see the bear? What is this? Why is it taking... And you were like, bonding! I mean, no. that's true. That's the only reason they did the bear. But why did the men So the boys could bond. bond. Oh my god. Well, at least they destroyed the love triangle in that section, because, oh my gosh, use your words. Yeah. Which, but that's a big thing in, like, a lot of YA books. Well, and it's also in that time period, too. It was very Shakespearean. Yeah. At the time period, too. Oh! Wait. I have another <laughs> point of why I didn't like it. Okay. G being a poet. Cool. Totally fine. Down with it. Awesome. Problem. G coming up with Shakespeare and quoting Shakespeare poems, they made an explanation for it at the end. That's fine. Totally, like, I get the whole conspiracy that Shakespeare didn't write his own Stick it at the beginning because it came too late. In my opinion, I was like, "Are they stupid?" You. Like it because I recognized every single Shakespeare quote in there. Probably because I'm a huge ass nerd. Yes, but but stick it after like the first two. Be like, we would have recognized this, not after the sonnet, and been like, "Oh, by the way, this is not Shakespeare." He quotes Hamlet. He quotes Othello. He quotes 
so many. He quotes King Lear. He quotes Henry's. Like, why? I was really upset. Yeah. So that that was a small thing. But I loved the other references. Yeah. Like, Tangled. Frying pans. Who knew? <laughs> and it's only a flesh wound. Yeah, it was, it was chock full of references in hilarious quips. So much pop culture references. Oh my gosh. And I just want to say, I loved the way they... So, okay, so at the beginning, they get married because they have to. Right. And they don't know each other or really like each other. I really... He gets drunk. <laughs> and he gets super drunk, and she's like, wow, you're a philanderer and a drunk. And then now and you're then a horse. Now you're a horse, and no one told me. <laughs> um, yeah, and then he's, like, stuck in their bedroom for the day, and he's, like, in the corner. Like, seriously, like, as a horse. Like, yeah. this is so good. But I just really loved that relationship's build. Yes. From, I do agree with that. From arranged marriage, never met each other until we're at the altar, literally, to they get married again at the mm-hmm. end because they actually love each other. But it, and it wasn't like, oh, we're married now, so, like, maybe we should probably, like, have sex and, like, love, like, deal with it. They, no. They honestly built a relationship over the course of the book, and I really loved that. I completely, 100% agree. I thought it was well-built, well-developed. Um, I thought Edwards and Gracie's was a little desperate, but I liked that at the end they didn't ensure that Edward would stay with her. Yeah, and they specifically said that. They were like... You know, Edward and Gracie kissed a little bit, uh, but that's not the happy ending we're talking about. No. Yeah. And then they went to Grif- Gifford and Jane. And then, um, but one of the other, just another small issue that I had, again, with the narrators jumping in, is that they're like, guaranteed no one's safe. And then they didn't kill anybody. They literally have this paragraph where they're like, oh, by the way, we are alternating history, so we can do whatever the f*** we want. So nobody's guaranteed to live. Yeah. Everybody lives. Literally one person who was like a minuscule antagonist of the pack that Gracie used to belong to, which was another section I totally could have cut out, um, died unexpectedly for no reason. The, the, just so Gracie could be with Edward and be the leader of the pack as a fox. Yeah. Which is weird. So I just was mad they didn't kill anybody. Did they kill the Duke? No, he wasn't dead. Remember Edward was like, or not Edward, remember G was like, I'm not that kind of man. Oh, yeah. Went all Avatar on his ass. It was like, you're going to be tried. Yeah, that's right. But he was like, never seen again or something. Like, right yeah. Away. Yeah. Yeah, that warning was a little bit weird because then you're it like. It just was out of place. And I, they probably put it in there to. Be funny? Well, I don't think it was necessarily to be funny, but to like, make you be like, anxious that somebody might die. Like, to, to. Make you not so sure. But then it seems like an unnecessary device, in my opinion. Like, I, I don't... Yeah. I, I don't understand why you would throw that red herring in there. Because then, to me, it's, like, weak. Because it makes your story's climax... Like, you need it Less to impactful. make your story's climax um, more intense. If you need to put that quip in there. Sure. When it should just do that on its own. And again, there was no battle. It was all wits. And it was all, let's sneak into the palace and then argue with Mary. Like, there was no... That was another issue I had with it. I was like, what are we building to? And it was like, Mary's gonna go choke her. And then turns into a donkey. Yeah. It was a reveal, not a climax. That was another big issue. So that's why... I mean, it was three out of five stars. And it's hard for me, also, just in my rating system, a lot of, like, mac and cheese reads, which is what I consider this, just, like, high entertainment value, you know, no real substance, but just, like, entertaining, happily ever after type things, I really only give, like, three, four stars. There are very rare books that I have that are just, like, feel-good, awesome books that I give five stars to. Um, Selection is one I think of a lot. Um, There's some, like, from my childhood, like... um, 
I tell you I love you, but then I have to kill you that at five stars because they have sentimental value. But these ones, not so much. And so that's why it's a 3.5 for me because it falls into that mac and cheese category. Yeah. And like we said earlier, I rate books differently. So if it was, if it was freaking entertaining, I like, you know, close that book smiling, then yeah, it's five stars for me. So do you want to read the next in this series, even though it has nothing to do with this one? I do, actually. Because the next one is... Jane Eyre. Jane Eyre. But what is it called? Uh, Plain Jane? My Plain Jane. My Plain Jane. My Plain Jane is the second one in the Lady Jane series. But I'm I'm anxious to see, because it's not even like the Lunar Chronicles where they have different leads. Yeah, it's completely different. But the story's all wonder. It's completely different. The only unifying... It's three books. Mm -hmm. It's... Jane Grey, Jane Eyre, and Calamity Jane, mm -hmm. which I'm excited for that one. That one, one I'm really stoked for. Um, I hate Jane Eyre. <laughs> I haven't read a Jane Eyre, so don't, I... Don't, don't, don't waste... You, you, I, huh. It might be hard for you, actually, to go into my plain Jane not having read Jane Eyre. I don't know, though, because I might enjoy it more, because it's like... this. Well, there's basically... not a lot of read about my Lady Jane. Or, like, sorry. Well, though, basically... There's not a lot of read about Lady Jane Grey. Like, oh, you know. can't, like, read a whole book about her. No, I know, but, um, but I think that maybe their interpretation of, and their changing of the Jane Eyre story might make it better. Well, are we going to even have animals? Is it the same I magic system? I don't think it's the same system. I think they're just, like, the, the, I think the overarching theme for this collaborative series that they're creating is they want to take women's stories that are tragic and are tragic because they were written or dictated by men, um, usually, to... I guess that doesn't make sense, actually. But they, they're all sad stories. They're sad stories that they're trying to give... They're trying to change the endings of these sad stories, and they they clutched onto this idea of Jane's. And I think that's cool. I think it's a really unique idea. I agree. I just... I'm I'm playing devil's advocate here to a certain degree of, of you know, it's because it's so different, is it something... I don't know, because I'm hesitant, and again, it might be because I loathe Jane Eyre that I'm just like, I don't even know if I want to waste my time on this alternate history, but on the flip side, I might be like, oh my god, I love this book. It might be, like, way better. Yeah. It may take a story that you hate and turn it into something that you enjoy. I legitimately dislike it. Maybe you'll enjoy an alternate, like, a changed Jane Eyre story. Maybe. Yeah, and if there's magic in it, like... Amazing. <laughs> You're I always that way. <laughs> if you add magic to any situation, I'm much more likely to enjoy it. Right? Well, I'll be interested to see what magic system they pull out now, and if it's, or if it's going to be similar to the Animorphs-esque. <laughs> I can't... Okay, I'm sorry. You want to tell me it's something different? I just don't think of it as Animorphs. I think of it as, like, shifters. Like See, whenever I think of any sort of shifters, though, I, my head goes back to Animorphs, specifically into animals, because that's that, that was the first introduction to that type of power I ever had. I think... I, and I read the entire series of Animorphs. Oh, I didn't. Oh my god. When Tobias got forever changed into a... I just... <sighs> oh my gosh. You're having a moment about Animorphs right now? <laughs> That's you hilarious. You don't even understand Tobias and the eagle. He was a hawk, but... <sighs> You're gonna cry about Animorphs? Shut up. <laughs> I was a child. You don't even understand. The aliens came and it was terrible and Tobias and his family and they had a funeral. Okay. I'm off topic. Are you done now? Yeah. Yeah, I think when I think of shifters in general, I think of, like, werewolves, first of all, and then I think of, like, shifter romance novels. Can we talk about how hilarious it was that the majority of the book, like, a lot of them were running around naked? Yeah, because, because they, they shift and they don't have clothes! <laughs> and I just, I giggle at that, because yeah. 
I forget that they're naked, but it, like when you remember, it makes the situ- situation all the more awkward and all the more hilarious. And I, it makes me think of uh, the Dresden Files. There's one scene where Harry Dresden is naked and he's like running around the streets of Chicago trying to defeat this bad guy. And you, he's just like full frontal. And you're like, oh, right. He's naked. That's why everybody's looking at him weird. Not because he's like waving a magic wand. He's like butt stock naked. And so I would think about that a lot and how they would react to each other being naked. So, like, Jane and G only have one set of clothes. I loved that entire travel scene where they only had one set of clothes and they had to switch every, like, dawn or dusk or whenever it was that they switched. So that nobody ripped the clothes open. Yeah. Nobody meaning G. Yeah. Yeah. Oh you didn't gosh. hulk out of the clothes. So funny. And then, yeah, and she would, like, drape the cloak over his, like, horse back so that he would have a cloak when he, like, changed back into a man. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, and so I love, funny. And I love that, like, they don't... Because at the very end, they do the, like, they totally consummated. Like, after they get married again, like, they don't have sex. Or, like, they really barely kiss. kiss. They barely kiss for the majority of the book. But they're naked, like, all the time. And it's really funny. And they, like, there's really funny scenes where they're, like, remember that they're naked and, like, avert their eyes. Yes. Like, it's just, it was, oh. a, it was a good mechanic. It I liked hilarious. it a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, three out of five stars for me. Five out of five stars for me. out on a birthday February 6th which is even better because on her birthday we're gonna go up to Fort Collins at the old firehouse bookstore to see Tamora Pierce in person yeah so excited and that's when we'll get our books so we'll start them yay it's gonna be awesome so please join us for that buddy read if you're a fan of Tamora Pierce we hope you join us with that yeah if you read her book tell us about it and we'll talk about it on social yeah it'd be super fun so yeah follow us on all the social media platforms which you can find on our website yweya.weebly.com and thanks for joining us today with this awesome discussion about my lady jane yeah great yeah that's it that's it that's all cheerio (laughs) goodbye that's all the things i'm kales and i'm allison now go read the thing (laughs) 